I'm Bill Beekman, uh, Vice President and Director of Intercollegiate Athletics at Michigan State University. And I'm very excited today to be joined by Darian Harris, a Director of Player Engagement at uh, Michigan State University Football. So uh, Darian is a former uh, Michigan State student athlete and football player himself. So tell us a little bit about uh, how that all came to be. How'd you... Uh, How'd you end up at Michigan State? Um, originally from Washington, D.C., went to DeMatha Catholic High School out there on the East Coast in Hinesville, Maryland. Uh, pretty pretty well-known high school across the country. Uh, put a lot of, lot of young men in, in Division I athletics and, and also in, in the professional ranks, uh, but was recruited uh, to play linebacker at the Division I level. I uh, had about 20 scholarships to choose from. And uh, it's also, you know, it's crazy in this day and age of recruiting, uh, it was a little different back then, even though it's not that long ago, you know, talking 10, 11 years ago, wasn't a lot of social media, wasn't a lot of, um, you know, coming on campus, doing photo shoots and stuff like that. You kind of came on your visit, seen uh, the, the campus and the school and seen how you fit and decide if you want to go there or not. Um, so, you know, long story short, on all my visits to Michigan State, uh, I love the culture, the atmosphere, the tradition, the brotherhood, everything that makes Michigan State unique. And uh, I knew this was the place for me. So, uh, going into my senior year, I actually took a family vacation to Puerto Rico. And my dad said on, you know, this day, you know, day two or day three of vacation, you're going to go out on the beach, walk out in the water and call whichever head coach of the school you want to want to attend. Uh, it's your decision. It's not ours. We've done our due diligence to the family. Um, we feel good about your top choices. Go ahead and make that decision. So, um, you know, went out there, called Coach D'Antonio and said this is the place for me. Then only took one official visit. You know, you get up to five. Only took one to Michigan State because I knew I was coming here. And the rest is history. Uh, I'd make that decision over and over again. Uh, I had the best time of my life for sure. So, so do you have a particular favorite favorite moment or two from your, your playing days at MSU? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so many to choose from. Uh, was, was blessed and fortunate to be here during probably the best times in Michigan State football history uh, with respect to the uh, the 60s and, and 66, 67 national championship teams. Uh, but you know, going 36 and five, my final three years, winning a Rose Bowl, a Cotton Bowl, going to the college football playoffs uh, as a team captain was incredibly special. Uh, for me personally, you know, the favorite game I was a part of was a 2015 Big Ten title game against Iowa. Uh, they were undefeated. We only had one loss. And uh, playing in Lucas Oil Stadium is as special as it gets. I love playing in that, in that stadium in, in Indianapolis. Uh, that was my third time playing there, uh, going for my second Big Ten title. We were able to pull it off in, in the final seconds of the game, like we normally did during that time. gave a, gave our parents a lot of uh, a lot of scares uh, during that time. But um, just an incredible moment to be a senior that year. It kind of put us over the top, propelled us to the college football playoffs, put us on a different level nationally. I think it was a culmination of a lot of effort. So um, if I were to point at one moment, one game, that'd be the one. Yeah, I think we we're one of uh, one of 12 teams to have played in the college football playoff. It's a, a pretty extraordinary accomplishment. And and I uh, I think like your parents uh, might have had a, a heart attack or two during the, uh, <laughs> the final uh, moments of that game. But uh, but but as you say, like so many games uh, during that era, uh, whether whether it was a, a blowout or down to the wire, uh, the Spartans found a way, uh, found found a way to deliver. So no doubt, no doubt. So, so your, your title is Director of Player Engagement. What does that mean? Yeah, for sure. It's a question I get a lot, um, and, and I love answering it. it it's, uh, you know, first, first of its kind technically at Michigan State. So I guess I get to have the, the title of first ever Director of Player Engagement in Michigan State history. 
it's a it's a position centered around player development. And basically player development is everything off the field that we do with our student athletes. Uh, and that spans a wide range of a lot of different things, especially with this new name, image and likeness coming out this year and, and everything that entails being a student athlete. Um, you know, from Coach Tucker's lead on down, we believe in, in developing the entire holistic 362 Nathalie. Uh, so your academic career, your athletic career, but also your social career and, and your mental and spiritual side as well. So developing all of that. Um, I get to touch the academics, the social, uh, the mental, the spiritual, the branding, all of that. Um, get to dabble a little bit in football, haven't played, but I'll leave that up to up to the up to the coach and staff that Coach Tucker's uh, assembly assembled. So um, basically, I, I help facilitate what's called our overtime program. It's our player development platform. Uh, it's 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 career development, career services, uh, branding, media training, public speaking, anything you can think of off the field, community service. Everything's under that umbrella that is overtime program. And now with name, image and likeness um, as well, applying our evergreen program to our Michigan State football team as well is, is something that's really big. Uh, with, with what I do now. I'm also president of our Football Players Association, uh, which entails the entire 2,200 um, former student athlete football players, living alumni that we have. Um, so oversee that. Um, so you can add alumni relations in there as well. We have a very, very strong alumni um, contingency at Michigan State. We want to do everything we can to keep them involved. So um, it doesn't feel like a job. It's something that I actually wanted to do my entire life was actually kind of developing it while I was playing at Michigan State and to see it come full circle and get that opportunity. It's truly a dream come true. So so what would what would be a day in the life of the director of player engagement? For sure. Uh, definitely varies. Um, I would say that the days I get to meet with student athletes are definitely the best days. Um, so usually starts off with uh, meeting what we call keeping it real. Uh, so we call we have sessions called keeping it real with uh, first and second year players once a week. Uh, where we, we touch on their academic journey, their athletic career, their social life, um, what they're doing in the community, uh, what being a Spartan dog is, being a football player is, and how they can better themselves on and off the field. So we usually start those right after their workout, um, start those around, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, before that, I've already, you know, seen some of the guys uh, going out to a workout, checked out what they're doing, um, you know, seeing what's going on in the landscape of college football, checked in with other player development professionals across the country seeing if there's other things I can implement into our program or things they want to learn from, from me. Um, and then it's just going throughout the day, meeting with people, facilitating our programming, um, connecting with different people, different industry leaders, uh, seeing how they can help our program, how they can help our student athletes, making sure our student athletes are on the straight and narrow. Um, sometimes it could be something as simple as making sure they have an ID, um, you know, making sure they know how to get to point A from point A to point B, um, it can be something as, as complex as, as what we're working on. And actually, I'm finalizing today, which is getting every single player on our team in a brand new suit, um, you know, suit, top to bottom, shirt, tie, shoes, you know, belt. You know, I, I take it right now in a heartbeat for sure. So making sure that uh, so say that as well. So that's what I love about the day to day of being a director of player engagement. It changes every single day, um, but it's a growing position in the country. Uh, a lot of schools have somebody in this space. And I think the beauty of this of this role is that we love to share ideas. Um, we love to share ideas with each other because we truly want every student athlete to be successful. So as I understand your role, you're kind of a, a, a glue. You, you, you hold a lot of things together. You interact on the player's behalf and, and, and helping to coordinate with a really diverse uh, set of folks, whether it's uh, 
strength and conditioning or, or academics or, or athletic training or, or, or other, other uh, resources. And then, and then with the, the programming that, that you do independently, uh, you create you know, opportunities for our, our student athletes to really learn and grow in a way that um, you know, is, is off the field, is about life and career success and, and their, their journey through life. But, but of all the people you interact with, probably the most important is our, our head coach, Mel Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, uh, uh, tell our, our listeners a little bit about what, what's it like working with Coach Tucker? What, uh, I mean, people see him on Instagram or Facebook or those, yeah, Twitter, those kinds of things. But, uh, but, but, but what's the inside scoop on Coach Tucker? Yeah, I'd say what you see online on social media is, is what we get day in and day out. Um, somebody that's relentless. I'm sure you all have heard that term. Uh, very consistently since he got here, um, his work ethic is off the charts and he makes you want to work harder. It's, it's similar to what you see from your best player on your team. Hopefully, um, you know, your team captain, whoever it is, the hardest worker, you want to emulate what they're doing. I feel the same way about Coach Tucker, the, the, the uh, veracity and, and relentless nature, to use his word, in, in which he works is something that motivates me every single day. Um, and I think also the beauty of, of working, working under him, working for him is that he's not a micromanager. So if you have an idea, if you have something you want to do, something you want to facilitate, he's going to let you do it. Um, if he has something that he thinks that that's you're better suited to do, he's going to say, Hey, I need you to get this task done and, you know, go ahead and execute it. You know, he's not going to continue to check in and make sure you're doing it a certain way. He trusts his people to get, get the work done. And I, that's why I think we have such a great staff. So um, love working with him, love learning from him. Uh, his career path is, is stellar. It speaks for itself. Um, I love the, the spiel he gives on every recruiting visit of where he started, obviously, at Michigan State to full circle to getting back here. Um, you know, whether it's being the, the youngest coordinator in the SEC or the youngest coordinator in Brown's history um, or obviously the 10 years he spent in the NFL, the two national titles. I mean, you can't get um, that anywhere in terms of that wealth of knowledge and what he's seen. So I love learning from him day in and day out. Um, love working for him and, um, you know, just want to continue to learn from him. Now, Coach tells a really spectacular story about uh, selling meat out of the yeah. oh, front yeah. of his car. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and as he tells that story, you see this just absolutely relentless uh, uh, personality come through. And uh, I, uh, I was with, with some donors the other day who said to him, well, coach, when do you sleep? And he said, well, you got to sleep fast. Yep. And uh, that, that was a new one on me, sleeping fast. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that out. So, Darian, when you came to Michigan State, you got a, a degree in journalism as an undergraduate and then a master's degree in marketing research how do those things impact what you do on a daily basis as a, as a director of player engagement? For sure. So it's actually funny because um, my roommate at Michigan State, Trey Waynes, uh, is obviously the starting cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals on the second contract, super successful in the NFL. Um, I'm going to out him here. He'll probably be mad at me, but I don't care. Um, he's working on finishing his degree, um, which is excellent. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are uh, have gone and played in the NFL and are, are coming back to finish, which is awesome. He's one of those guys that's getting close to finishing. But, you know, he's my best friend. I talk to him every day. And, you know, when, when you talk about a college degree, sometimes people get frustrated because they don't know how they're going to use it. And what I try to share with 
my former teammates as well as my, you know, the current players now and uh, Trey being one of them is you're always going to find a way to use your degree. So he asked me the other day, he was like, man, you're, you're in football, but you know, you got your undergrad in journalism, your, your master's in marketing. How the heck are you using that in what you're doing now? And I was like, I can tell you exactly how, as a matter of fact. So um, on the journalism side of things, I just learned how to be diligent in finding and figuring out in, and, and facilitating information. Um, obviously, you know, the, the writing portion is there and I enjoy doing that and I'm able to do, um, you know, broadcasting work, which is what I always wanted to go into. I was able to do, um, you know, I was able to work with BTN for a few years. I did sideline reporting this year for the spring game because I was the only one I could get into the stadium to do it. Um, and it's technically credentialed to do it based on my background. So that was fun. Um, so there's always that on the side, but also just being able to look for and find information to then share with the players, share with the team. I think that's something that, you know, my generation, um, that the millennial generation and that Gen Z, I think they're called the, the, the generation behind us. That's what I think we struggle with the most is how to how do you find the right information? Because social media, it's so easy to get fooled almost. So I use my journalism background and fact fighting, finding and having to get things right just to find information to then facilitate to our players, our staff, um, whoever I'm talking to. And then on the marketing side, I mean, you know, as well as anybody, marketing is everything, Um, whether it's us in recruiting, how are we marketing our program, um, how are we marketing the program to to donors and and making sure they know what we're doing so they want to give back, how are we marketing the program to former players so they know, you know, that they have a place here, a home here, and they can be proud of where they went to. So um, it was kind of in my head that I didn't necessarily want to do sports admin, even though I think that's an, an awesome, awesome master to get. Um, I want to do something a little different. I wanted to do something that was a little out, outside of the box, something that not a lot of, um, I would say, former football players that people going into athletics do. I wanted to learn about marketing and how do you market a program better? And I think it's helped a lot um, with recruiting, with, with my program, with understanding that research aspect of what do people want and what are they looking for to get out of a product? Because um, when we're talking to recruits, their families, you know, donors, former players, they're the consumer, you know, we're the business. So it's kind of like a B2C uh, relationship there. We got to know what are they looking for? What are the attributes that they're looking for to make them want to buy, um, you know, liter- uh, figuratively want to want to buy our product, want to buy into our product. So um, love having that background. You know, our marketing research program here is number one in the nation. Had an unbelievable time going through that. Our J school here uh, has put so many people into high profile spots in sports media. And uh, still glad I have a relationship with both of those programs and um, looking forward to whatever more education comes next. Well, and speaking of education, it's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about working on a college campus is that the young people uh, that you interact with tend to keep you young. Now, the uh, the downside of that is that uh, they stay young because they sort of <laughs> rotate through and and we get older. Um, <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm on one side of that and you're, you're sort of just beginning to, to, to have that. But, uh, um, but what, uh, when, when you interact with, uh, with our young people, what, uh, what lessons learned come from that? Yeah, I'm learning a lot from them, honestly, uh, day in and day out, just how they think, how they move, how they navigate uh, being in this social media era, social media space. Uh, and I love social media. I'm, I'm on every single social media. I'm, I'm tapped into it. I'm plugged into it. I know how it works and how it functions. Uh, but I also didn't, I, I had it obviously when I was playing here, 
but it, it wasn't to the level it is now. I mean, in the last, you know, five, six years, it's shot through the roof. So just seeing what's important to them is important to me. And I think that's also what's a, a cool thing about being on this side of it, even being in this in the side of an off the field coach um, rather than an on the field coach, because I don't have to try to, you know, generally I don't have to take away or try to take away or try to change our guys and, and what they like. I, I actually get to feed into it. Okay. You, you like this. Okay. You want to be a TikTok star. Okay. Let's figure out how to make you the best TikTok star possible while making sure you're also getting your schooling done and making sure you're also doing, doing well on the field. Okay. You, you, you like this on Instagram or you do this on Twitter or you're trying to figure this out. Okay. Let's figure out how to magnify that in a way that's beneficial for you. So um, definitely figuring out that that space, um, just the way that that, you know, I, I guess I use can use the words kids now, just the way that kids interact with each other is a little different. Um, it's different than I than when I was playing here. And so that's, I think, one of the toughest challenges is just figuring out that, OK, this here's how you solve a problem with the teammate. Here's how you should handle this space. Here's how you should solve a problem with your relationship with a coach. Um, here's how you should solve a problem with not getting as much playing time as you think you should or or something like that. So um, I'm learning from them as much as I hope they're learning from me. Um, the things I just share with them the most is as I've been where you've been, which I know is a cliche um, that everybody, you know, kind of says. But I also follow it up with I wouldn't I'm not going to ask you to do something that I didn't have to do myself, even if I didn't like to do it, I had to do it. Um, so you're going to have to do it also. So knowing that I went through it and and have been there, done that and had success doing it, I think it resonates with with our guys a lot. I'm sure it does. And uh, uh, I think having a, a former a player who's been through all of that, uh, that you can look up to, get advice from, uh, receive mentorship from is a pretty special thing. The um, You mentioned uh, the name, image and likeness and... Um, and, and certainly that's beginning to have an impact as you read stories across the country. Do you have a sense of what it will mean for, for, for MSU athletics and football in particular? You know, now, you know, a little bit of an unfair question because we've only been at this for, uh, for, for, for a little over three weeks, but, uh, but how, do you see it, uh, how do you see it affecting our program and, uh, and what opportunities is it your sense that, that students might have? Yeah, I think that the, that word opportunity is the key. Um, it, it's a chance for our student athletes to experiment in ways that student athletes have never been able to experiment before. And I think you, you got to think bigger picture than just, you know, social media, than just advertisements, endorsements, um, you know, posting, you know, pay for post types of things. And all that stuff is great. And it's awesome. And you can see a lot of our student athletes, whether it's football or other sports, they're starting to tap into that now. And I love just sitting back, um, obviously, because we can't facilitate anything. I love just sitting back and watching them take advantage of this and navigate the space and become businessmen and women. It's, it's great to watch, but you can also do it on the other side, creating a business, creating a nonprofit, you know, creating a product that you want to sell. All those things, I think, are, are what's on the horizon. I think everybody's thinking short term now, which they should, because student athletes have never seen anything like this before. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna break, and and uh, somebody's gonna you know break through that door and be a trailblazer. And okay, I wasn't seeking out some brand to partner with. I created my own brand and took it to a whole nother level. And uh, I'm hopeful that the first to really do that comes from Michigan State. I think we have some very innovative student athletes. 
Uh, I think we put them in position with, uh, with the Burgess Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation to learn how to navigate that space of being an entrepreneur, being a businessman, being a businesswoman, figuring that out, navigating that space. And uh, I think that some of our student athletes are going to really take advantage of that space uh, in a different way than I think a, a lot of people are thinking and really make a breakthrough there. So, um, you know, overall, I think it's awesome. You know, everyone says, you, you know, do you wish you had? Of course you wish you had it. But the, the key is, it's always about what's next. So, you know, for example, we had, I had one year of cost of attendance, you know, that's something that these guys have now all, all have. And before I was there, nobody had that. So it's always going to be something new or something next. Um, this NIL is just the next, you know, step in the chapter of being a student athlete. And there'll be something else in the next 10 years that this generation of student athletes didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're, you're probably exactly right. So um, you, you mentioned, uh, earlier your, your, your favorite game, that, that Iowa game, which was so spectacular. Did you, during your time in school, have a, a favorite class or a favorite professor that you can share with us? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I give you three cause I want to, I don't want, I actually give you four cause I don't want to, uh, I, I get, get in trouble. I five. I got five real quick five. All right. So undergrad, uh, with journalism, I, I had, Unbelievable professors. Um, L.A. Dickerson uh, in, in journalism uh, is spectacular. And, and what she does and how she puts people on. Um, her husband, Dan Dickerson, is the voice of the Tigers, does a great job with being available for us. Uh, Joanne Gerstner as well. Professional Gerstner is also a writer for USA Today. Um, just to have, have her in the space that she's in um, was, was really special and spectacular as well. Uh, Bob Gould, uh, he actually taught the, the information class. So he really taught about learning, you know, how to how to gather information, um, FOIAs, uh, things of that nature, just just understanding how to how to navigate that space and how to, to be available there. And then um, on on the uh, on the graduate side with marketing research, uh, Dale Wilson, Professor Wilson. Um, I love being in his in his class and learning about multiple regression and all these crazy marketing research things. The way he taught was, was awesome. Um, just learned a ton there. Uh, and, and what, you know, just the way he taught, I, I felt, I felt like it was something that um, was, it was easy to learn. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, it was meaningful that, that, you know, he noticed little things. Like I sat in the front of the class, which is what I tell the student athletes now sitting in front of cl front of the class is actually gonna make a difference, believe it or not, with your professor. So I always try to sit in the front of the class in his class, write down every word he said, um, and just had a great time taking his class. And then and then fifth and finally, um, Sue Carter, uh, Dr. Carter now, I believe it is. Um, just what an unbelievable professor she was and, and ambassador for Michigan State in general. I believe she's the faculty uh, to athletic department ambassador. It was um, that for sure while I was playing here. Um, you know, I stay in touch with all of these professors, which is great. That's the relationships and connections that led me to Michigan State. And um, what, you know, I try to let our, again, our players know now, get to know your professors um, on a level to when you're done here, you can still contact them. They still want to contact you. Um, you have that type of relationship. So um, all five of, of those professors, as well as the other ones I had, I, I, had, a, I had a great time, um, great time. You know, now you got me reliving class. Um, I mean, shoot, Dr. Dagbovi and African-American history was another one as well, which was awesome. So I could go on and on for sure. No, it, it's interesting, uh, Darian, because uh, Dr. Dagbovi and uh, Dr. Carter, uh, Joanne Gerstner, 
all uh, people for whom I have tremendous respect. And, uh, and it's, um, it, it's a great lesson to, uh, and, and the others I'm sure are fabulous. I just don't know them, but, uh, but it, it's a great lesson to, uh, to, to young people that, uh, those, those folks are, are they're, they're treasured resources and, uh, no. and you get out of it what you put into it. So if you put Absolutely. into it a lot, you'll, uh, you'll be able to maintain those relationships for life. And, uh, and, and I, yeah, I, uh, one, one of my professors, when I was an undergraduate student now, gal, 30 plus years ago, uh, still, uh, still a very good friend, uh, uh, the Dean of our, uh, Residential College, College of Arts and Humanities, Steve Esquith, who, uh, when I was here, was a, a James Madison faculty member. So, uh, the, the, there are opportunities to build great relationships. So, Darian, we'll let you go with one uh, last question. We always try and sort of end on a kind of fun note. So, uh, uh, we'll ask you one last question, and that is, what's your favorite meal? Oh, favorite meal. Wow. Um, so, to get from out, uh, definitely Chinese food. Uh, chicken with broccoli. Um, I get the same thing every every place I go. Um, you know, I, I technically I'm, I'm gonna get paid for this, so this is a name and likeness. We can't do name and likeness anyway. So Asian buffet in Okemos, great spot. Um, Sheswan Garden in Williamson, those are probably my two favorite places. So shameless plug, shout out to those spots. Um, favorite meals to make personally because I love to cook. Actually, um, I love to grill. So I got one of those uh, pellet grills. I grill once a week, probably. People think I'm cooking for the whole neighborhood with the amount of food I make every time. But um, chicken wings off the grill. Um, love wings off the grill. So uh, give you two there. One from out and, and one from in. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, uh, today we've been joined by Darian Harris, a director of player engagement uh, with the Michigan State University football program, a former football player, uh, student athlete himself at Michigan State, a dual a degree holder from Michigan State, and uh, one of the, the truly wonderful assets uh, of our football program, uh, helping impact the lives of, of young people. So, uh, Darian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me.